morning, Sportsethos, and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Tuesday, April 5th edition, the last Tuesday for the regular season of the NBA. We have a monstrous 12-game slate for you today. Uh, no games on Monday, so they saved all of them for us today, and I'm going to be running this one solo for you. Uh, we have on first on the dock, we have two games tipping off at 7 p.m., a couple at 7.30, and all throughout the night. But we'll go right into this before, without further ado, first game on the docket. <clears throat> the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Indiana Pacers. We have a 12.5 point spread. Sixers are favorited on the road. Uh, no game total as of yet, though. On the injury report, Goga Batate, Malcolm Brogdon, TJ McConnell, all questionable. Chris Duarte, Ricky Rubio, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, all out. Nobody for the Sixers. <clears throat> we'll start with the Sixers. They are the away team. Uh, I'm really mainly just looking at Embiid here. Um, second high price guy on the slate, but he has been awesome lately. He had an 83-point monstrous outing against Cleveland and, and their backup front court in the last game. Uh, it's a pretty similar scenario here. Uh, Going to be in a very good matchup against this Indiana front court. <clears throat> Not much um, in the way of defenders. Isaiah Jackson's pretty good, but he's going to get in foul trouble. I can You, you can book that one here. Um, Sixers are still they're tied for third. They're in fourth spot right now. Uh, half a game behind the Celtics for the two spot. Uh, so they're they're trying to play this one. They're trying to win, and they've been playing uh, up and down basketball. So for me, it's just really Embiid. Everybody else, I think, is fairly priced. Maxi, okay, but I think we have better options there. On the other side of the ball, similar story. I think that a lot of people are fairly priced. Uh, Goga Batate has been questionable for what seems like every game now, uh, but he left the last game uh, with that same ankle that he was questionable for, so I don't know if he's going to even give this one a go. Malcolm Brogdon keeps getting listed questionable. He keeps being ruled out, so I'm going to forget about him. I'm really only looking at Isaiah Jackson on this side. Uh, 4600 I think that's a reasonable price tag. Though, it, it's scary because he can easily get in foul trouble, and I think he will against Joel Embiid. Um, he had a 37-point outing in the last game against Detroit in only 23 minutes. I think it's going to be a little different here, uh, but they do need him. They need that size to do anything against Embiid. But those are the two guys I'm looking at in this game. Uh, the, on the next game, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Orlando Magic. Uh, we have an eight and a half point spread that Cavs are road favorites. Uh, again, no game total here. On the injury report, we have Jared Allen, Evan Moby, Colin Sexton, Dean Wade, Bull Bull, Wendell Carter Jr., Jonathan Isaac, all out. Friends Wagner, Jalen Suggs, Admiral Schofield, and Cole Anthony as questionable. We'll start with the Cavs. They are the away team. Uh, I think there's some decent people to like here. Um, Garland at 9,600 is an option, but I'm probably going to be playing, uh, paying up a little bit more. Um, I think you could put him in your player pool, but with him and Levert there, there is a little bit of capped upside, but the matchup is going to be phenomenal for him. Uh, Moses Brown is a guy I am looking at, though. He kind of had a come-back-down-to-earth type of game, and he still almost hit, and he still pretty much did hit value against the Sixers. He only played 20 minutes, had 12 rebounds, 9, nine points, uh, had 4 fouls in those 20 minutes. This is a much different scenario for him. I think he's going to get back to that 30-point mark uh, that he did in the two prior games. Three straight games of at least or 12 rebounds, uh, nine before that in, in 21 minutes. So if he's playing 20 minutes, pretty much it's going to be near a double-double there. So uh, Moses Brown, we can look at him 
a lot here at only 4,800. The price tag didn't go too high yet uh, without the front court players. On the other side of the ball, there's a lot of questionables. I don't know if we see Cole Anthony again this year. Uh, and if he doesn't play, Markel Fultz becomes very intriguing at 4,600. I liked him in the last game, and I'm going to like him more. Uh, he played his most minutes on the year in the last game at 22. I think he can go up, go up to 25, 26, maybe even 27. So uh, Markel Fultz is certainly within play. But we're also looking at Jalen Suggs because he is questionable. He's missed uh, a few games now in a row. Hasn't played in about oh, nearly going to be close to a month, uh, over three weeks here. But he's questionable for this one. If he comes back and there's no Anthony, it still dings uh, Fultz a little bit. But uh, if there's no either of them, Fultz becomes a very intriguing play here. Um, outside of Fultz, still like Okiki a little bit. Uh, but we, I, I think w Wagner might be back for this one. So I'd rather just pay up for Wagner if he's there or, or neither of them. Uh, there's going to be other options that we don't have to look too, too much. Uh, but Suggs, if he does play... 4,500, he joins Fultz as two guys that I'm interested in. And then uh, Brad Zekis, depending on who's available, if Wagner misses, Suggs misses, uh, he might start again. Ignis started last game. He played 37 minutes against his former team in the Knicks, brought back 26 fantasy points. Uh, he has quietly scored double-digit points in four straight games. So at just almost uh, the, the bare minimum at 3,200, he's a little higher than that. That's a decent price tag if they're going to miss some people again. Uh, you can bring back 20 to 25 points there, and, and you're not paying for it. So uh, another option to keep an eye on. Now we're going to jump on over to the 7.30 p.m. games. Uh, we have the Houston Rockets taking on the Brooklyn Nets. We have, we do have a game total. That is 244.5, and the Nets are 18.5-point home favorites in this one. Big spread there. On the injury report, Seth Curry is questionable, and there's talk about shutting him down for the year or so, um, or, well, for the rest of the regular season. James Johnson, questionable. Bruce Brown, probable. Then we have Goran Dragic, David Duke, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, Eric Gordon, Dennis Schroeder, Christian Wood, all out for this one. Start with Houston. They are the away team. Uh, and, yeah, they have some good options, and I like all the options at the top. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. in this matchup is going to be a very fast-paced matchup. Uh, they might be garbage time points, or even if not, uh, he's been taking a lot of shots lately. His last four games, his last game was the least amount of shots he's taken, 14. Uh, before that, 24, 17, 22. That's a lot of volume, uh, and the assists are there as well. And in the last uh, five games, he has three double-digit assists, and he has two games of at least nine rebounds. So uh, he is putting in work here, four straight games of at least 21 actual points, uh, three out of the last four games outside of the actual last game where he had eight turnovers. He had over 52 fantasy points in three straight games before that. So Kevin Porter Jr. squarely in play. Uh, Jalen Green, another guy, 7,400. He's playing really well. Um, look at his last five games, 40 or more fantasy points in each. He has four straight 30-point or actual point games in a row, uh, 30, 32, 33, 31. He's on fire right now. Uh, and in that time frame, in his last five games he's taken at least 17 shots in three of those uh, games he's taken over 20 plus shots from the field uh, taking a ton of threes now and getting to the line so he looks pretty good at 7400 in this type of matchup yeah he's in play as well uh, and so is Shengun at 6700 he's going to get the lion's share of minutes here probably over 30 as long as he's not into too much foul trouble uh, a double double seems extremely reasonable here uh, with some upside for for more. He does pitch in assists. He does get stocks. Uh, so 6,700, he could beat that price tag in this matchup again. 
And those are the three people I'm looking at for the most part on this side of the ball. Uh, though, if you want to take some cheap options, yeah, that's that's fine too. Um, on the other side of the ball, two people I'm really looking at, Kevin Durant, if you're going to pay up uh, and not pay up for one of those big centers, which are in play. Um, Kevin Durant's taking this team on his back right now. Two out of the last three games, he has 72 point fantasy, or fantasy point performances here against Atlanta and Detroit. I can see that continuing. They are now the 10th seed, the last seed in the playoff or in the play-in game. They're going to be playing on the road both times, um, and they have to win two games. But they're tied with the the Hornets for the nine uh, nine ten seed. They're only a game back from the Hawks, who they, who just beat them. They can theoretically jump up, and they can even get to the seven seed uh, with the the Cavs only two and a half games in front. Uh, but there's only four games left, so they got to win out. Uh, so Kevin Durant is going to put his team on his back for however close this game is. And I really like some Bruce Brown here. Uh, Seth Curry is questionable for this game. But Steve Nash said on Monday that they're contemplating shutting him down for the next four games until the playoffs because uh, he keeps getting questionable with that ankle. Something keeps happening with that. Uh, Bruce Brown played 30 minutes in the last one, over 30 minutes. And when he was doing that earlier, uh, like a month, not even a month ago, a couple weeks ago, without Kyrie Irving in the lineup uh, before he became full-time, and Bruce Brown was playing in the 30s, he was doing work. And he did it in the last game, 42 over 42 fantasy points against Milwaukee when he played 34 minutes at 5,300. I expect him to be playing another 33, 34 minutes, maybe even more uh, in this matchup. And he's just going to bring back super value. He's one of my favorite mid-tier plays of the night. Uh, jumping on over to the next game at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Charlotte Hornets taking on the Miami Heat. We have a the Heat are five-point home favorites, and we don't have a game total for this one. It's very weird how that one that's been happening, but uh, it is what it is for the spread. Uh, usually we don't even have them, so we'll take what we can. Here we have for um, the Heat, Dwayne Dedman, Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin, Marquise Morris, P.J. Tucker, Gabe Vincent, all questionable for the Heat and nobody for the Hornets. I'll start with the Hornets. Um, pretty solid. Depends on who's in, who's out for the Heat. Uh, for me to really jump over here, I think we have so much value that we don't have to uh, go to this team. Uh, the price tags are pretty pretty good here. Uh, with Hayward coming back, he's not going to play a full complement of minutes. Obviously, uh, he this will be his second game in the last two months. But he played 17 in the last one, and that takes some things out of P.J. Washington. He's going to take some minutes out of everybody. Uh, Oubre, Washington, possibly Plumlee, Harrell, all that whole rotation. And, and more. Um, and this is going to be a tough matchup, depending on how that injury report shakes out for the Heat, who almost virtually locked up the one seed. They're up two games, and they only have three games remaining. So uh, they're pretty much locked into that one seed unless they lose out. We'll see what happens with them. But right now, I'm, I'm not really targeting the, the Hornets too much on this slate. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I am targeting people, and it depends on who's in, who's out. Um, if a lot of these guys miss... Tyler Hero. If Kyle, Kyle Lowry misses, Tyler Hero at 6,600 becomes a very solid play for me. Uh, Jimmy Butler hasn't been playing great, but Hero has been really solid, and he's averaging nearly 40 fantasy points in two games against this team. Uh, it's just a big bump up, and he has three straight games of at least three, 33 fantasy points. So uh, Tyler Hero's looking at him. If there's a bunch of those people that I mentioned missed, uh, Max Struss at 4,300 uh, becomes a solid value play here. I don't think I'm going to go to him a ton, but if there are a bunch of injuries, then sure. Uh, two, two out of the last three games, he has at least 33 fantasy points. 
We know he takes a ton of threes, and this is a matchup where he's going to get a lot of open shots and a lot of opportunity to take those threes. So if a Caleb Martin, if a Gabe Vincent are both out, if Kyle Lowry out, uh, he could theoretically see 25 to 35 minutes in that range. Um, and, yeah, he could take 8 to 12 threes in this game. So uh, Max Struss is an option. And Bam Adebayo, uh, if we're not going to pay up for the super stud centers, then Bam Adebayo makes a ton of sense in three games against these guys he's averaging nearly 51 fantasy points i expect that to continue he's been playing pretty solid uh the last two games not so solid um he but outside of, before that he was he was catching a roll there and Adebayo is in uh one of my favorite plays on this mid-tier price tag if you're not going to pay up for a super tier center all right jumping on over to the next game the last one at 7 30 p.m eastern standard time we have the atlanta hawks taking on the toronto raptors uh, we have a, the Raptors are four point home favorites. And again, we don't have a game total for this one. Uh, but on the injury report, John Collins out, Isaac Bongo, Yudup Wantanabe out. Uh, and then we have OG, Anunabe, Nino Galinari, and Bogdan Bogdanovich all questionable. On the Hawks side of the ball, um, not huge. Uh, this game in particular, I think it's going to be a, a very fun uh, drone out. Fun, uh, um, tough game. Um, Trey Young's an option, but I think that the upside for crushing that 10-8 price tag isn't really there. Uh, I don't see him putting up 50, 60 point fantasy points in this one. Maybe he can hit 50, uh, 55 possibly, but if we're trying to go for a little higher, um, I'm trying to take one of the other guys around there. But for a point guard, for an expensive guard, yeah, he's, he's an option. Uh, and then Bogdanovich might not play, so that helps him on the second unit, running more offense over there as well. And then Herter, Hunter, they get a bump without Bogdanovich and possibly Gallinari, but at the same exact time, I don't really, I think there's better plays around that price tag, so I'm not loving them. I'll see what happens if both Bogdanovich and Gallinari miss. Someone's going to be drawing that start. Um, we'll see who that is because that guy could be become in play there. And then uh, there's extra minutes around in that rotation, especially off the bench as well. Maybe Luke Carrot, uh, Luabu Cabarro gets a start. He'd become a punt play option at 3,400. But uh, as of right now, not 100% sure on their availability. So I'm not digging too much. And I think we have better value plays also. On the other side of the ball, uh, not if OG plays, don't really want to touch too many people. I think all the price tags are fairly reasonable. We have 12 games slate, so we don't have to force these guys. Uh, if OG does miss, then it becomes interesting. Then a Precious, then a Boucher uh, become in play for me at their respective price tags, 4,900, 4,400. We know they're going to get the lion's share of the minutes. One of them is going to start, uh, probably be Precious. Um, but yeah, those two guys would become in play for me. There's about 35 minutes open, starting lot, lineup open. And then things shuffle from there. But uh, if the whole team is healthy, probably going to leave it alone. Uh, mostly this game alone. All right, jumping on over to the next game. Uh, we have the 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time games now. The Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Chicago Bulls. The Bucks are three and a half point road favorites. And again, no spread. Uh, on the injury report, we have Giannis is probable. Bembry is out. Lonzo is out. Zach Levine probable. Matt Thomas questionable. Start with the Bucks. Um, I think they're in a solid spot. I'm not like again, just like Trey. Uh, Giannis is averaging 60 fantasy points against the Bulls in three games, so obviously the numbers are there. But I'm probably if, if I'm around that range, I would rather prefer a Durant at 11-6. 
I'd rather try and go and get Embiid at 12K or a Jokic 12.5. So I'm not going to have many, if any, shares of Giannis, uh, but I still think he could put up 60 fantasy points like he, d- he did in the previous matchups against these guys. Um, not really in the mood for a Holiday or a Middleton. Uh, I think the price tag's reasonable. Uh, Brooke Lopez would be a guy that I'd be going to at 4,300, but I don't think we have to force it here with so many slate, uh, people on the slate that are going to be solid price tags and so many high expensive center options as well. Uh, so I'm probably not going to have much exposure, if any, to this buck side. And then I'll flip it on over to the bull side. Uh, similar sentiment, probably not going to have much exposure to the top end of the lineup. Uh, but I do really like Pat Williams at 3,800. Yes, the matchup is going to be tough. He's going to be going against Giannis for the most part. Uh, he's probably going to be guarding him while he's out there. Uh, and yes, that's not a good um, person. That's not someone you want guarding you as well. Uh, but the last two games, he's played 30 and 37 minutes. So the minutes restriction is gone. It took five games, but he then against Washington, he played 25. It was like, okay, uh, he's here. He's going to be ramping up. And then he went to 37. And then he went to 30. So that minutes restriction is gone. And then those two games that he hit 30 minutes, he's average, he, he scored 28.5 and 33.5 fantasy points. So um, under 4K, even in a tough matchup, yes, we can take chances at him. Uh, that is a good value, and uh, that'll help you save some money to go after some of these big guys. So Pat Williams is the, lone, is the one guy I'm really looking at here uh, to save some value or to save some cash here. Uh, jumping on over the next game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Washington Wizards taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. We have the Wolves as 11 point, 11 and a half point home favorites, and again, no game total. On the injury report, Malik Beasley is probable. Jaden McDaniels is doubtful. Bradley Bill, Vernon Carey, Kyle Kuzma are all out for this one. All right, we'll start with the Washington Wizards. They are the away team. Uh, not a ton on this side. <clears throat> with in terms of where they're priced. Uh, but Caldwell Pope, 5,500, is a guy that's sticking out to me. Not a ton, but I think he's an option. He's been playing pretty solid. Uh, in his lone game against Minnesota, he scored 27 fantasy points, so he's right around the, the cusp of value there. Um, he, you know the minutes are going to be there in the 30s, and lately the shots are. The last four games, he has all double-digit shot attempts and 15 or more shot attempts in the last four games. He has 17, 19, 17, 15 shots in those last four games against Boston, Dallas, Orlando, and Chicago. In the last two games, we're against two of the best defenses in the league. Um, and he put up a combined 70 fantasy points against these guys in two games. So, Caldwell Pope, while he's shooting and shooting a lot, uh, he's certainly within play. And three of the, and four games prior to this last one, where he scored 17 actual points, he had at least 20 actual points. So, Caldwell Pope's catching fire right now. 5,500 will be in play for me in this matchup. And that's uh, pretty much it where the price tags lie. On the other side of the ball, uh, similar sentiment. I don't really want, uh, if I'm going to pay up for Towns, I'm going to pay a little more uh, or, or pay down. Um, Edwards is the lone guy I'm looking at here for the most part. 7,500. He's starting to take, uh, starting to get a little bit in the groove here. Two of the last three games, at least 18 shot attempts, uh, taking threes. He scored 33 actual points in the last one. Four straight games of at least 41 fantasy points. The assists are starting to bump up. He's starting to look a little bit better like he did earlier in the season and to close out last year. So uh, while he's starting to get a groove, maybe he's getting healthier. I know he's been battling injuries all year. That's a nice sign. Uh, This could be a game at 7,500 and a price tag where he could 
put up another 50 fantasy points here at a reasonable price or another 45 fantasy points. So I don't mind taking shots at Ant-Man in this matchup. The next matchup is just a rough one uh, on paper, and everybody is whatever. Uh, but we have the Portland Trailblazers taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do have a total 224.5, and, and the Thunder are 3.5-point home favorites. Uh, both these teams are tanking, so the injury report is huge. Darius Bay, I'm just going to say last names. Baisley, Dort, Favors, Giddy, uh, Gilgis, Alexander, Jerome, Mann, Muscala, Williams, Bledsoe, Hart, Ingles, Lillard, N- Little, Nurkic, Simons, Watford, Winslow, all out for the two teams that are tanking. Um, on the Blazers' side of the ball, there's a lot of people in play here. Depending on where you want to go and how you want to spend your money, Drew Eubanks. Like the last team time these guys played each other, which was the 28th of March, uh, it was a 134-131 game. It was really good, and they they had huge scores. Drew Eubanks scored 60 fantasy points against this team uh, a week ago, so he's in play at 7,500. Brandon Williams, 6,600. I don't really, I don't love these price tags normally, but against another tanking team, certainly they're they're in play. You got to double take it. Um, Chris Dunn in play here, but who I really like, uh, out of those guys outside of those top two who are probably not going to have a ton of exposure to them because of their price tags, but still, uh, this could be a, a game where you can just load up on whatever and, and hope it goes into an overtime again. And hopefully they play a competitive game, uh, with two tanking teams, <laughs> but Ben McLemore at 4,300. He's been pretty solid here. We know the shots are coming, and he's playing mid-20s minutes, maybe even more. Uh, and Perry, uh, Reggie Perry. He's not playing a lot of minutes, minutes in the teens, but he's doing his work three straight games of at least 22 fantasy points. Uh, so Reggie Perry at 3,600 is another play. If you aren't playing up high on the, the center option and you want a, a cheap guy uh, to throw in your lineup there. On the other side of the ball, it's similar. Um we like you can look at Maladone, you can look at Roby, Pokemon. I don't think I'm going to look at all of them with their price tags, uh, but there's this is it's just a tanking team, so they're they're all going to be in solid spots. Uh, but for me, the the guy I'm looking at uh, is in <clears throat> Aaron Wiggins at 5K. Last time he did play these guys, he had 42 fantasy points, played 40 minutes, dropped 28 actual points. I think something similar to that can happen again, uh, not to that extent, but. He's been pretty good. He had 30 actual, uh, 30 fantasy points in the last game as well and only 26 minutes against Phoenix. I think a repeat performance, about 30 points again, uh, could be in the cards against this other tanking team. So uh, Aaron Wiggins is one guy I'm looking at here. And again, I don't fault you for going to any of these guys, uh, but I probably won't just because of the price tag, but the matchup is going to be incredible. On the next game of the night, we have the San Antonio Spurs taking on the Denver Nuggets at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, on the injury report, we have. Oh, well, let me let me do the spread first because we have a total two thirty-seven game total, which is the second highest of the totals that we have outside of the Rockets Nets. And the Nuggets are six-point home favorites. Now to the injury report: Blacko Kincar, Jamal Murray, Zeke Naji, Michael Porter Jr., Jock Landale, Doug McDermott, Dehante Murray, all out, and Romeo Langford is questionable. We'll start with the Spurs and the lone guy. Uh, well, I shouldn't say loan. Keldon Johnson is in a, has been in a groove, uh, but at 6,700, I don't see the huge upside in this matchup. The, the Nuggets are really solid, but um, he has been in a groove with just consistently scoring over 
30 fantasy points. He hasn't scored under 33 and a half fantasy points since uh, the 20th of March. So eight games of just solid there. And before that, he was running on a heater as well before that. So Kellen Johnson, you could look at him at 6,700. The price tag's not crazy, but I'm all in again on Trey Jones. He's going to be, I'll say it here, uh, he's going to be one of my favorite value plays of the night. With De- with DeJounte Murray out, he's sliding into the starting role, sliding into 30-plus minutes, sliding into uh, just cheap value here. For some reason, he put up 40 fantasy points in the other game, in the last game against Portland, 18-7-7, and and then he dropped 200. I don't know if it's the team because the last two games he's played, both 30-plus minutes, uh, and they were both against Portland. Maybe DraftKings thinks it's easy, but uh, I don't know. He lost $200 after a 40-point fantasy outing, so uh, give me some Trey Jones once again, even in a tougher matchup. On the other side of the ball, the only guy I'm looking at is the big guy, Jokic. Uh, 12-5, he's the highest-priced guy on the slate. been mentioning the, the big guys, him and Embiid, the big center options, who are the high, two highest-priced guys on the slate. Um, I like both of them, honestly. I, if I can get both of them in my lineup and not have to sacrifice much, I'd love to do it, and that's what I'm going to try and do. But uh, Jokic, <laughs> there's, you can't say anything wrong if you want him or if you want to go in an opposite direction because he's too expensive. He has five straight games of at least 70 fantasy points. It's just there's nothing flawed about his game, and he's pushing for another back-to-back MVP here, just playing absolutely phenomenal. The matchup is great. Uh, he's averaging nearly 70 fantasy points against this team, 69.7 in three previous meetings. You can just pencil him in for another 70, and if you don't want to pay up for that, then so be it, but you know what you're getting with him. Uh, cash game should be a staple. All right, next game of the night. We have the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Utah Jazz at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we have the Jazz as five-and-a-half-point home favorites and no game total. Uh, weird that we have so many spreads and no game totals, but uh, that's where we are. And on the injury report, John Morant, Killian Tilly, Tyrell Terry, Azubuki, all out. Dylan Brooks, doubtful. Trent Forrest, questionable. We'll start with the Grizzlies. Um... I'm not too high on most of this matchup, pretty much all this matchup. Uh, Bain gets a bump, no Brooks, or Brooks doubtful, no jaw. Uh, Melton's going to get a bump here, <clears throat> bump here at 5,700. That's a guy I'd look at. Uh, I think the the upside isn't huge in this matchup, but uh, he's going to be a solid play that hits over 30 fantasy points, so some solid value there. Tyus Jones I normally look at without jo- without jaw or, or Brooks, but he's already 6K. Uh, a couple more hundred than Melton. I'd rather just take the, the higher ceiling in Melton. I think everybody's fairly priced in this tough matchup, uh, even without a jaw and even without a Brooks and a ton of opportunity there. If you wanted to go cheap, like a Williams and a Concar under 4K are options, possibly an Anderson if they want to go small. Uh, but those first two, Concar, Williams, uh, Melton, are going to see a bunch of extra time without two of their lead guards here. But uh, it's still a tough matchup, and I think most of them are fairly priced. On the other side of the ball, similar thing. Grizzlies are still a really good defensive team, uh, even without Brooks and Ja. Um, I think most of these guys are fairly priced. Gobert at 8,100, though I do like Bam better right around that price tag. Uh, so probably not going to have much exposure to Gobert. And then we already know the big guys, the, the two center options, the highest-priced guys on the slate, 
along with Giannis, who's also set and eligible too. So not going to have much exposure there. Probably don't don't really want a Mitchell. I'm going to leave this matchup alone for the most part on both sides of the ball. And then I'm going to jump on over to the last two games of the night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The first one, we have the New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Sacramento Kings. We have a 227 game total, and the Pelicans are 7.5-point road favorites. On the injury report, we have Kyra Lewis, Jared Harper, Zion Williamson, Terrence Fox, Darren Fox, or Terrence Fox, Terrence Davis, Darren Fox, Rashawn Holmes, and DeMontis Sabonis all out. Uh, Jay Val and Alex Len are both questionable. Start with the Pelicans. They are the away team. And a lot of it hinges on Jay Val. Um, if he plays, I really like him. 8,500. Mentioned a couple people and another center option. Uh, just mentioned a Rudy Gobert and a Bam. I like Bam a little, a little bit more for the price tag. Uh, but Jay Val is probably not going to be owned much. And that's a solid uh this is going to be a really good matchup for him if he does play and he's ready to go. Uh, it's going to be risky to do that because this game starts at 10 p.m. and we have 12 games on the slate, so enter at your own risk. Uh, but if he doesn't play, Jackson Hayes, Lance, Larry Nance Jr., both become real good plays for me. Um, Will, Big Willie G would normally be, but him not playing in the last one, only playing four minutes and against the Lakers was the last time he played on the 27th and him pretty much being out of the rotation with Nance back. Um, maybe they change that if JVL doesn't play, but that makes me not want to go to him even at 3,100. But Nance at 3,400 played a good amount of minutes in the last one, a 28, 22, two games before that. So he's squarely back in the rotation now that he's healthy. He could draw the start. Jackson Hayes, 4,700. He could draw the start. He played 22 in the last one, had 35 fantasy points, 28 two games before that. Uh, so both of them will be in play to me for me in a nice matchup with a beat-up front court as well if J-Val doesn't play. On the other side of the ball, um, Harrison Barnes, Damian Jones, two guys that I'm looking at. It's still a good matchup against the Pelicans. Uh, Damian Jones has been pretty solid. I don't, again, 6,600 on a s- slate that I have so many favorite centers on. I'm not going to have much exposure to him, but I don't mind pivoting uh, if, if you want to do that. He's not going to put up another 54 fantasy points like he did against Houston pretty much twice. Um, but you can expect closer to a Golden State line, seven maybe 17 points because he's been shooting the ball really well, double figures uh, in every game since the 20th of March. And then maybe uh, seven to 10 rebounds here in a solid matchup, especially if JVL doesn't play, it only improves for him. So I don't mind taking some chances on Damian Jones and hoping that JVL doesn't play. But outside of that, Harrison Barnes, I don't think the upside is huge, but 30 points. Uh, he does. He did that in the last two games. I think he could bring back value here. So if you're just trying to fill out value at the last spot on your roster and you have around that price tag, I don't think he's going to hurt you. I don't think he's going to super help you, but I don't think he'll hurt you either. So uh, Harrison Barnes, for me, is a solid option. And jumping on over to this last game of the night. Ran through this one really quickly for y'all. Um, but we have last game of the night, the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the um, Phoenix Suns at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the lone 10.30 game. On the injury report, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, both questionable. Mason Jones, Kendrick Nunn, Frank Kaminsky, Dario Sarge, all out. On the Lakers side of the ball, I'm not looking at it any, anybody. Uh, I know they're playing for the playoffs live right here. LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to give it their all. Uh, I'd rather just pay it elsewhere especially in this matchup uh, against the team that knocked him out last round or last year. On the other side of the ball, 
similar story. I don't really want to pay anybody. The, the matchup is fantastic. But the price tags, they're all pretty good. Booker 9-3, Paul 8-2, 8-7-1. Uh, Aiton would be the one guy I'm looking at. But that's still another center option where I have centers that I like better than him. Uh, just a little bit more expensive. So I'm not going to really look at anybody here, especially with their fully healthy. All right. That does it for today's podcast. Uh, 12 games just like that. And before we go, I'll do my favorite player tiers of the night. Uh, we'll start with the expensive tier. And I'm looking right at the top. Uh, I've been mentioning it all night. Those two big guys are my favorite two big guys, are my favorite two plays of the night. Uh, I'm going to lean Jokic for the security, but I think Embiid could possibly do another 80-point game here. So uh, don't really mind either of them. I think they're both going to hit 70. Uh, just a matter of X's or I don't even know the word, but uh, not going to be a huge difference there. I think they're both going to be phenomenal plays. My favorite mid-tier play of the night. There's quite a few, and I've been mentioning a lot of uh, center options, so I'm going to go straight away from center. I'm going to go with the cheaper mid-tier play because I just mentioned two of the two highest-priced guys in the slate. Uh, Bruce Brown, 5,300. I don't think Seth Curry is going to play. Again, they're contemplating shutting him down for the uh, the remaining four games. So with that said, I can't imagine him playing the first of the four games. And with that said, Bruce Brown should be playing 30 to 35, even maybe more minutes. And when he's been doing that, you look at his game log when he was playing 30-plus minutes, um, he was just consistently bringing 30-plus fantasy points back, like 31 to 35, sometimes hitting the 40s like last game. At 5,300, value will be had. He's not going to put up lower than 27 fantasy points in this matchup against Houston. Um, I think he's just the one of the easiest value plays, and he's not a center, which we need uh, to stay away from because I got, I got a lot of likings for the centers. Um, my favorite value play of the night, and again, these could change. They're subject to change with 12 games. Uh, we don't know what the injury report is going to be like tomorrow when we get closer to the games, but uh, very much like these guys for now. Favorite value play, I think I'm going right back to him, Trey Jones, 4K. He, he put up 40 fantasy points in the last game against Portland. I know it was, again, against Portland, uh, but he actually went down $200, and now he's only 4K. He was 4200 for that game. DeJounte Murray is out. DeJounte Murray tweeted out that uh, he caught an illness right at the end of the season, which is unfortunate, but he lost like 7 or 8 pounds, which is crazy. Uh, so he's not going to be good for this one. He's not going to change his status here. Maybe he'll be good for the next one. Who knows? But Trey Jones is getting that start. Trey Jones is playing 30-plus minutes. Even in a tough matchup against Denver, uh, 4K is just too cheap. He's going to beat that price tag. All right. And that does it for today's podcast, 12 games. Uh, oof, I'm out of breath. I'm going to drink some water right when I'm done with this. Just speeded through it. Um, but thank you for tuning in. We will catch you again tomorrow. Good luck. Hopefully the news doesn't crush us and change everything up on us, but we're ready to go if it is. In the meantime, take care. We'll catch you again tomorrow. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.